Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joy of Pixels podcast for Friday, September 18th, 2020. I am joined today by uh, some very special people. Oh, my goodness, Durbin, you, your video just switched for me now. <laughs> no, I've done it on purpose. Because oh, okay. I was, I was on the opposite side. Everything's messed up today, <laughs> but I am very glad to have uh, Durbin here today. Uh, from twitch.tv slash Durbum. How are you doing today, Durbum? Quite good, except some small headache, but it's gone by now, so it's been oh, really good. Thank you for having me, on, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, we are also joined by the Akko Sambo, as usual. How are you doing today, Akko? Doing all right. Very good. Uh, did you guys all get you a PS5 and a RTX 3080 and... Your Nintendo 3D All Stars and what else came out? <laughs> Everything came out. Yeah, I got it all installed on my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll uh, we'll be talking about all of that stuff. Um, let's uh, let's see. We're gonna save all that stuff a little bit for later, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into the games that we've been playing. Um, I feel like this is mostly gonna be. Durbum's time because Akko and I have literally been playing like the exact same stuff. Um, yeah. I'm still playing uh, Wind Waker, still playing Call of Duty, and playing Dragon Age Origins. Um, I am just about to finish Origins. I'm just wrapping up some side quests. Um, oh, you put in some hours then? I did, yeah. I put in a bunch of hours last weekend. I think I probably put in like 20 hours just over the weekend. Um, Can I ask you something about Dragon Age Hub? Absolutely. Don't you find it annoying that the text when you're talking to the NPC is on top of the screen and then your part is on the bottom? It is weird. Yeah, that it's, it's like that. Horrible. For, I don't there's, know. there's so many weird things about this game. Um, first of all, it's it's bizarre to me that uh, Dragon Age Origins came out after Mass Effect One, because Mass Effect seems like just such a more polished game, just such a better game. Um, I, I'm i very conflicted on Dragon Age. I like the story a lot. I think the story is really good. I think the characters are fantastic. The writing is fantastic. But man, the gameplay is just rough. Yeah. Like, I just I just do not enjoy the gameplay. Um, I don't enjoy the combat. Uh, the, the actual, like, exploration is interesting, but it's like it's broken up into such tiny little areas and zones. It just doesn't feel like a big, massive world to me. Um, and it doesn't have to be like a, an open world or something like that, but I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Um, I think maybe like the, the, some of the dungeons maybe might be my favorite part, just exploring the dungeons, but even some of those just get really just kind of repetitive. Um, and just samey. Um, but yeah, by far the best part of that game is just the story mm-hmm. and the characters. Um, oh, the What's controls The controls are awful too. Just really, really struggle <laughs> with the controls. Is my favorite. What? Companion, Character? Yeah. Companion? Yeah. Um, cool. So it's interesting how you get companions. You don't you get some companions, like depending on how you start, you get some companions very late in the game. Um, but I think, 
I don't know. I really, really liked Alistair or Alistair. I guess how you say it. I really liked him up until this one point that I got to. And it really kind of bothers me, like how big of a change he he has at one part late in the game. Um, Morgan, I think, is a really interesting character. Um, Liliana is interesting. Wynn Win seems like... I think I would really like Wynn if I knew more about her, but I got her very late. So, like, I haven't really learned much about her yet. It's also weird how that works out with, like, the uh, the the companion quests. Because I'm assuming that there's a companion quest for everyone. But I have only gotten Morgan and I think I've gotten Alistair's if, if it's what I think happens. Um, it's, like, it's just, like, a really short quest. Um but I haven't gotten anyone else's companion quest and I don't really know. I know Vermont was saying that it has like something to do with your loyalty or their loyalty to you. They have to be at like a certain loyalty level, but I don't have anybody that really is like really low level towards me or anything. Um, I feel like I've tried to play pretty neutral for the most part, which is probably not the best thing to do, (laughs) but um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely very interesting uh what's going on with some of the choices in the story i think it's really interesting that like this game is basically just a medieval version of dra- of uh of mass effect <laughs> um yeah. and it's like the dark fantasy equivalent it really is um yeah and for me personally like this is just a very personal thing i much prefer a sci-fi um story i just prefer science fiction in general over fantasy so i knew going in that like there was just no way that i was going to like this as much as mass effect but again with all that being said like it still just has some fantastic writing and story and uh character I mean, development and that kind of stuff the reverse invade the dragon age universal so. <laughs> i wonder um i was gonna say uh, probably not though this is not like a thing where this takes place all in the same universe is it where dragon age is like pre-earth 5,000 years or something but i don't think um dragon age takes place on earth i think it's like a fictional world isn't it or do we really know i don't think we have any uh definitive maybe it's in like a previous cycle before like one of the previous cycles that the reapers had you know wiped I out think... civilization and this was like a previous civilization or something maybe this can, is early uh, Prome- uh, pro wait protheans is that what they call them yeah maybe this is like pre-protheans <laughs> yeah it could be who knows <laughs> i think you're, you're figuring out a fan fan theory there <laughs> Um, I don't remember any of that. It's been such a long time since I played it. I was going to ask. I agree with you how the combat was bad. Yeah. That's yeah. It's weird because it it tries to be like a really tactical combat, but I feel like it just doesn't do a good job at it. Um, the the real time slash pausing that you're able to do just doesn't really work very well to me. Um, the companion AI is just awful sometimes. Um, and I've tried to go in and set up like the tactics and get everything set up for people to do certain stuff. And it just, 
I admit probably something is not working right or I'm not understanding something right in the in the tactics because it is very complicated. Um, but I swear, like, I will set people to attack a certain person and then for whatever reason, they'll just stop attacking them and, like, go off and do their own thing. Um, and, you know, I think... I guess the, the most important part is that in that game is to get, like, a healer set up. That does seem to work okay for the most part. Once you get Morgan, I feel like everybody just sets Morgan to be the healer. Um, once you get her to be the healer, then it works pretty good. But man, even playing on easy, I get just destroyed sometimes. Yeah, I remember. I, uh, I think I mentioned it last week. Uh, I played through the game on easy as well because of the combat. And I, I remember one major side quest boss and then one of the i think it might be the final fight in the game it took like an hour the fight because it was so much healing healing up and doing a little bit of healing up it was crazy it's one of those bosses the one in the shadow tower like where where you face the undeads because i got stuck in that tower and i i quit the game because of that i didn't want to lower the difficulty for some reason and i just (laughs) i just couldn't beat them anymore wait so did you not finish the game nope oh wow yeah yeah, I need to. Go, no, I, I want don't to get back into it. It wasn't okay. No, I think I think the side quest one is uh, the conclusion to the sacred ashes uh-huh. quest without saying anything, and uh, then I think the final boss of the game. Oh, it's interesting how you can do like you can do those out of order. So I did the sacred ashes first, mm. um, and I. It? Yeah. Um. Yeah, the sacred ashes that you go and get to uh, heal the guy. Mm. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, maybe I maybe I make something up. But uh, I mean, the only reason I did that is because they they have it like listed first in the quest list. But I was telling mm. Vermont that I was doing that. She's like, "Why are you doing that first? And I was like, "I don't know. It's just it's what was <laughs> first there." <laughs> Um, yeah, I did that one and then trying to remember what I did second. And then I did the, the dwarf, uh, dwarven area last. Mm. I guess I did the mages. I can't remember the name of it, but the mages quest is the second one that I did. And then the dwarven area last. Yeah. I think, I think I first went to Redcliffe, then to the dwarven area. Into the mages or so, but it, it's it's been a long time since I played through the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm very mixed on it. I'm excited to finish it just to kind of, you know, finally say that I played Dragon Age. Um. But I mean, I sound like I'm being very negative towards the game. I I do like the game. I wouldn't I wouldn't have played it if I hadn't been enjoying it. It's just that gameplay is just really rough uh, and it's too bad. I think it's really interesting that everybody wants a Mass Effect remaster and it seems like Dragon Age would be much better game to remaster or remake. Dragon Age Origins in particular. Maybe even do Dragon yeah. Age 2 as well and, you know... I think, yeah, if they, if they would bundle it 1 and 2 together yeah. and uh, have like a remaster out of that. I mean, I honestly think, especially the first one, 
um, would be really good with uh, turn-based combat kind of divinity style. Yes. Um, I, I think I think then in three the the um, real-time combat works well enough, um, and it's fun enough. Um, and two is kind of in between them. Um, but I feel like, especially in the first one, like if you have those encounters as a turn-based combat, I think that would be really fun. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because, man, the whole time I was playing it, I was like, I really want to play uh, Divinity. <laughs> this is really just making <laughs> me want to play yeah. Divinity. Yeah. Um, I even booted up Divinity Original Sin 1 because I've never actually played Divinity Original Sin 1. And I was just oh, kind of amazing. playing a little that bit of that. I've done it two times. Well, actually, I've done it once, and then the second time I went on the hardest difficulty. But it's so hard. I'm trying to go slow, but it's so punishing and challenging. Yeah, I cannot make mistakes during the combat at all. I'm. I mean, I'm sure it's very similar to two, and I know two is just like. No, it's it's actually. I mean, it, it's similar, and uh, it, it is similar. But one thing which uh, the first one does differently is. Uh, you miss your attacks so much more often. It's incredible. Like I feel, especially in the first part of the game, you miss on average one in three. So it's pretty much just luck of the draw if you're going to defeat some of the enemies or not. Because it depends so much on on the accuracy of your characters. It's a bit frustrating, by the way, but yeah. And it's a tough game. Um, I played through it with uh, Squidgeneer and co-op, and um, I think we played on normal difficulty. Um, and it, it has some difficult moments. Like, uh, I mean, we both played our fair share of uh, strategy games and uh, it it can really kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but anyway, I didn't mean to go first. I just kind of jumped in. <laughs> I'm sorry to be rude. Um... It's your podcast. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, let's see. Akko, you're still playing Wasteland 3 and uh, you finished Tell Me Why, right? Yes, I finished recording it. So, um, uh, so tell really me, enjoy- is tell me why yeah, worth it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yes, I think um, it's really, really good. Um, like I said, kind of said uh, last week, it's one of those games where it's hard to talk about because the less you know about it, in the end, it's so story driven. The, the better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, but I will, uh, I will say now that I. Um, was able to get through uh, the game that I, I for me, it's definitely up there quality-wise with uh, Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. I mentioned that I wasn't a big fan of Life is Strange 2, and I think it's not not, not necessary that Life is uh, Strange 2 is better or worse than the other games, and I feel like that goes for all of them. It's really, um, can you connect with the characters, and can you connect a little bit with the story that they're telling, and I feel like um, with Tell Me Why, um, I got into the characters uh, pretty quickly and was very intrigued by the story. The story is very well written. It has a few twists and turns, but at the same time knows what it's doing. It's not overcomplicated. It's not uh, uh, overwritten. And um, just tell, tells a good, personal, mature story uh, with uh, some pretty heavy topics in there, but very well handled. And I can can just uh, recommend it to people, if uh, especially if you enjoyed uh, games like the Life of Strange games before. Uh, very cool. Um, do you know what you're going to be playing next? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, the reason why I kind of rushed to um, record the 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 entirety of Tell Me Why 
was because I won't have too much time next week uh, recording anything else. So probably uh, uh, we'll have have a week or so thinking about what I will do after that. But yeah, since uh, Wasteland Three probably will take a little more time still, <laughs> um, like a few more months. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I think I, I would prefer a game that is also fairly short, like n- nothing too too long of a game. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Well, let's see. Speaking of short games, uh, let's talk about Bloodborne. Short games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a super well, short game. It takes like three or four hours to finish. I don't actually know how many hours I have <laughs> because it's on PlayStation. It's not on Steam, so I don't see the amount of hours I have in the game. Oh, wait, I can actually check the the save file, I guess. Yeah, I think the I think it does show you on uh, your number of hours on the save file. But uh, anyway, Durbum has been playing uh, Bloodborne for the first time, right? Yep. First playthrough, and let's see, your experience with Souls games is what? What all have you played? Everything except Bloodborne. Have so you played Demon Souls? No. Okay, of course I haven't. Of course. I mean, Don't of course, that's the, that's the first Souls game. <laughs> it is true, but it's been more than a decade, man. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, so, what do you think? It's amazing. It's actually, uh, I think it's overtaken Dark Souls for me right now. Like, as I was going through the game, it was like Dark Souls 1 and, and Bloodborne. It was, uh, you know, sort of close to each other. But by the end, uh, I think Bloodborne has overtaken it, you know. The game is amazing. There's actually, I have to say, there's a couple of really bad bosses like Celestial Emissaries and the Living Failures are amongst the worst bosses in the Souls games in general. But like the good bosses and the amazing bosses just outdo those two. Bad I feel like all of all of the Souls games wow. have that boss in they it do. though. Like it's they do, just. But I don't remember anything as bad as these two, honestly. Like I'm trying. There's some bad bosses in in Dark Souls, for example, the one. Um, Capra Demon is bad. I, I mean, this bad. Uh, Islith, is that her name? The one, the Isleth. tree, Islith. Yeah. The bed of chaos. Bed yeah. of chaos. Sorry. Well, that one is annoying, but I kind of like the design of the boss. But it's just very frustrating. This one is just, especially the living the rat because king it's a DLC boss. Oh, the rat vanguard. Oh, the rat was king. the one where you just killed small rats. You just like half, small half rats, of okay. Dark Souls two bosses. <laughs> But Dark Souls has so many bosses. I like Dark Souls too. Remember some of them, but uh, yeah, like the Living Failures. Like the main reason I'm so disappointed with that one is because it's a DLC boss. You don't expect when you release a DLC only containing like in general four to five bosses for one of them, so like twenty percent of the bosses, to be that bad. But that one was just so bad for some reason. But listen, the rest of them are so good. Like the DLC, Orphan of course, uh, Ludwig. Um, Lady Maria and uh, who is the one I'm missing? I'm missing um, one more. But... So Ludwig is the first one. Lady Maria the third one. This is the last boss. Oh, it's the uh, Lawrence, the... The... the first Vicarian. Those right, four bosses right. were so good. You know, I have to say I have one regret with the game. It's the fact when I when I came back after DLC and I had to do the last three bosses in the game. I was so overleveled. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, was, I beat the last boss in the game in three attempts, which I'm sure wouldn't wouldn't happen if I was level seventy instead of level eighty five. 
Yeah, if if there's any negative to those games, it's that the way they do DLC... I mean, I love the way that they do it, but it is just like so convoluted and so confusing on how to do it. Um, I think Bloodborne is not too bad, but like Dark Souls 1 is just bizarre how you have to get into the DLC for for Dark Souls 1. And with Dark Souls 1, also the issue there obviously was that it's like when when a lot of uh, people played through the game before so then you either have to play through the game again when when the dlc came out or yeah. you have to do it on N- ng plus which can be uh which was also i think a, an issue in, in blackboard that people were in ng plus and it's like often i was on ng plus uh, two when yeah. i when i did bloodborne dlc <laughs> yeah, so, oh, really? yeah I'm going through my first one right now because of the Chalice Dungeons, and I also missed one of the trophies in the DLC, the one to collect all the weapons, so I have to redo it now. Oh, well. Um, yeah. So so you have completely beaten the game, right? Like, you've seen Yeah, credits. every single boss. Every single boss, I think. I think the last boss I've done, uh, the Moon Presence, I think that's actually an optional boss, if, or you get it only by doing certain ending. But I managed to get that one somehow. I don't know how. So yeah, I've done every single boss, and uh, like I said, outside of the two or three, like most of the bosses were so good, and the whole the game as a whole is designed in such a good way. I love the fast-paced combat, and Bloodborne delivers on that specifically. Maybe like the one regret I have is that I didn't really take the full advantage of the parry mechanic, which I have to admit is done really nicely and quite interesting. But I don't really like parries in general in Souls games. I don't either. One, yeah and this um, one is no difference yeah it's really cool i mean you can do some pretty crazy builds with like you can do a gun only run if you want to and you can get you can get some of those guns like crazy powerful um so have you done any of the chalice dungeons did you play around with any of the chalice dungeons yes i actually started the first one today uh the one uh the one that you get when you when you beat the blood starving beast you know Mm-hmm. And I was expecting something much more challenging, but I'm guessing because it's the first one, yeah. enemies are dying in one hit. Oh, they the will get challenging, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the Chalice Dungeons are kind of weird because they don't scale with your level at all. So, like, you can be on plus, you know, new game plus seven, and um, they don't scale with that at all. Um, but they will definitely get challenging, just trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I heard from a friend that it gets so so more challenging that you actually need like more than one player in the end. So it's gonna be yeah, and and I feel like that is both uh, the strength and a little bit the weakness of the Chalice Dungeons for me personally. That they were they are fun doing co-op with a friend when you just meet up and like oh yes let's do one Chalice Dungeon after another together. Um, but I also felt like that they got very repetitive after a while and like they they just kind of rely on throwing large groups of enemies at you that have insane amounts of health, which is kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's then very tough, but it's it wasn't really fun to play through them. The bosses can be fun, but it's like, then you have to kind of, like, I found myself mostly then just running through the Chalice Dungeons to get to the bosses. They, uh, they get a little the, grindy because you have to, yeah, you have to start collecting certain materials to get, um, to create the, um, uh, whatever you call them, to actually get into the Chalice Dungeon. Um, so I would agree with that, but at the same time, like as a totally optional, just kind of a add-on type thing, basically, 
Sure. Um, I think it's awesome. I, I love the Chalice Dungeons and I love the idea and like the lore behind them. Um, I think it's really, really interesting. Uh, do you get into well, the lore at all, Durbum? Uh, I would like to say yes, but I don't. I'll, I'll yeah. say I don't. I'm kind of the same I way. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm kind of the same way. Like I, I always want to. With that being said, um, I think Bloodborne is just like it. It makes me want to get into the lore more than any other of the games. It, it seems like it's so interesting. Well, I will. I will, I will start uh, with a YouTube video uh, in the next couple of days to uh, get myself through the story and try to understand everything. So that's my goal now. One of one of the. Like I, I definitely went down the rabbit hole of like watching lore videos and all of that, but then one of the um, most creepy and interesting little details to be found in the game, which uh, it's not really like it, it's no spoiler when you uh, find um, the the area of the old hunter stream where you get to basically your hunt, hunter stream, but in the oh yeah ways, and you you find the doll laying there yeah mm-hmm. the the doll's hand is actually twitching. Yeah, the way it twitches, yeah. Yeah, and it just, uh, I, I, I saw that, I was like, ugh, that, that's just so creepy. Have you <laughs> seen... Obviously the implication that the doll is dreaming in the dream. In the dream. Have you seen the eyes on the back of her head? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that I, uh, I've seen as well, yeah. Have you seen this, Durbum? No. No. So if you if you go to her and if you position the camera just right and you like you like clip inside of her head and then you can see the back of her eyes and she has eyes on the inside of her eyes. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um the game is full of details. It's it's, it's crazy. To, to catch every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like I don't know why I just, you know, you didn't find the eyes on the inside of her eyes, Turbo. What are you even doing? <laughs> You, I mean, saw, I you, you played the game. <laughs> I saw her. I was like looking around her, but I just didn't really go for the data side. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I love that game. Um, let's if I see. can just go back to something you said, Hal, about the the challenge being repetitive. Mm-hmm. I know I've only done the first part, but I can definitely agree with that. Like I've done, I think four layers. They all they're all the same pretty much. Yeah, it's all like kind it's, of the same like basically. Through, <laughs> it's like running through the same one four times in a row. It, I don't know if I don't know how the other ones are designed, but I hope it's a you know a little bit more different. They they get different, but like there's like I don't know maybe four or five different variations. Um, oh, okay. And so like there's a different one, but then you'll end up doing that variation of that one multiple times. Really, the only reason to play the the Chalice Dungeons is just to do the bosses because some of the bosses are really interesting. Some of them are like straight up just bosses that you find in the normal game, but some of them are completely u- unique and new bosses that you won't find anywhere else. And well, also just... add a lot of context to some of the lore then again, like some things that you find there, and especially some bosses that add to the larger story of Yarnum. Yeah. Well, I just got to the third boss. The first two, like I said, the first one died in three hits, and yeah, the second <laughs> one died in five hits. But the third one actually started to get interesting. He actually took about a minute, and he was dealing a decent amount of damage. So I'm I'm, I'm quite looking forward to the to the bosses from now on because I'm expecting some good challenge. Yeah, you'll get a good challenge. 
there's there's one particular chalice dungeon. I won't say anything about it, but it's it's tough. Oh, okay. Um, anything else you want to say about Bloodborne? Uh, no, no, no. nothing that really comes to my mind right now. Like, like overall, the game is amazing. Like, really great bosses. Maybe a bit too many deaths. But that's mostly my fault, and to be honest, like at least fifty deaths for me falling off the edges and whatnot. So gravity is the <laughs> toughest boss. It is like it is. I swear to God, you know, whenever I play any Souls game, like twenty percent of my deaths is just like falling off or rolling off the edge accidentally. Like the the boss on top of the Kainer Castle. I think I've died only to that uh, when you have to jump off to reach his area. I think I've died like three times to like slipping off that part. How many, uh, just Possum is asking, how many total deaths was it? 427 in total, uh, Possum, 427. I give or take oh, you, you, maybe... you, you should have left out seven deaths. <laughs> 420. <laughs> well, we, did, we did have a bet if I'm going to do the game in 320 deaths, but the thing is, I went to DLC on 300 deaths. So I don't know what would have happened if I stayed in the main game. Would I have done it? But yeah, the DLC added we'll like 110 deaths. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite boss? Uh, I actually did a rating on the bosses uh, for the DLC, but if I add the bosses from the main game, favorite boss? Uh, I, I, I think I could say my favorite boss is Orphan, of course. Like mm, even when okay. you combine the base game and the DLC game, I think Orphan, of course, is the best boss. Like the reason... Like when I play the Souls games, I like to be aggressive and I like the bosses to be aggressive with me. I don't like, you know, slow magic, you know, like one shotting abilities that some of the bosses tend to have. Like this one is, you know, just like a pretty much a warrior against a warrior. And then in phase two, okay, he gains a few more abilities, but it's such a fast paced fight where the boss doesn't allow you to, you know, to stop, to like think about it. You just have to be on top of your game. And when you don't actually use the parry, it makes the whole fight a lot more interesting. And I quite enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, it's so weird. I know everybody is different, but I beat Orphan of Cost like in one or two tries, which I know is very unusual. Um, but then it took me like, well, it took me literally 17 hours to beat, uh, Ludwig. Um, Ludwig, oh. And that has easily become my favorite boss though. How come, like, what was the, what was the problem that you had on Ludwig, by the way? Well, again, I was playing on New Game Plus 2. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. okay yeah. um, so I was getting just like one shot, basically. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It was just... I, I think um, that one move where... Well, I guess there were a couple of things. There were, there's the one where he jumps up on the ceiling and then you have to dodge him. And I finally learned that you just watch for the three blood, blood drips. And then the one I could, I just could not get the timing down to where um, he like goes away, and then he he will like rush at you really fast. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, I just could not get the timing to dodge for that. Um, I died so many times to that one. And then once I figured out, or once I got through the first phase and got to the second phase, second phase is not too bad. Much um, easier. Much much easier. Yeah, that first phase is just it's rough. I'm actually finding a lot of the Bloodborne bosses to be like that, like phase one, like challenging, you're dying like 50 times, then you get to phase two, 
and you kill the boss, you know, within five, ten attempts at the worst, you know, like Orphan of course is the same. Like I've phase one died so many times and phase two took me maybe about, I don't know, ten attempts, like ten good attempts and the boss was dead. Ludwig is the same. Phase one, so many deaths, phase two. As soon as I got like maybe my third attempt in stage two. Like much more easier. I often find that my favorite bosses are the ones that take me the longest to beat. And I think it's mostly just because I learn them so well. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, like when you go in and you just beat a boss your first try, you don't really learn that boss. Like you're yeah. either just kind of over leveled or you get kind of lucky. But the ones that like you really just have to just really struggle and just really learn and just really learn every single move um, and just know exactly what is going to happen. That is just what is so satisfying to me and what makes me love a boss. It's like that in every game. Like I, I played WoW for a long time, and like I can tell you, almost every one of my bosses in that game was the boss where I've died, well, where we died, more than hundreds of times. Like all of the bosses that you've done within, you know, either in one attempt or like under ten attempts, you barely remember at the end of the day. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, trying to think. Is there anything else about Bloodborne you want to say? Uh, hmm. I have to mention like one thing which I found a really, a little bit annoying, and that I, that I haven't really found in other Souls games. You know, like you just mentioned Ludwig's charge. You know, when he charges at you, I found that to be the only charge attack in the game which seems to be working properly. Because there's quite a few other bosses, including the one called uh, Ebrietas. I think that's how she, mm -hmm. her name is. Uh, the, she has a charge in stage two that instead of that being a charge, she's pretty much going all over the place like, trying to follow you during the charge. And few more bosses have a similar ability, which frustrated me so much because I was like, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, how do I avoid this? What's going on? I was just rolling left and right, you know, just trying my luck using three healing potions every after every single one of them. But yeah, I don't really understand those abilities at all. The Ludwig was the only one who's done it correctly, and I'm guessing one of the reasons is because it's a DLC bosses. So they had a they had some more times to sort out the the pathing for that ability. But in the base game, yeah. Yeah. Bloodborne, it's a great game. I love it. I think it's um well I know it's easily my favorite in the Souls in the FromSoft games, um. Even I mean for me personally it's above Sekiro it's above Dark Souls one, uh above Dark Souls three. Now for me Sekiro is still number one. Is I it? Think. Yeah, but you know why? Uh, Sekiro only became my number one after maybe three to four NGs and new games. Yeah, and in Bloodborne, I only done it one time, so I'm gonna give it few more, like few more playthroughs to decide. Yeah, I think I, that's I could, wise. Could, you definitely have to go through those games multiple times to kind of learn everything. The main, yep. uh, the main downside for Sekiro to me is just the lack of diversity. I guess. Um, I mean, it is very diverse in its skills, but just having one weapon was just a little. Not disappointing to me, but it's just, it's cool to be able to play a game and like use a different weapon and then, you know, be able to use a different weapon set and um, set of abilities and things like that. 
No, I can I can understand that completely. That's the issue I think a lot of the people have with that game. But like the like uh, with me, the thing I like the most about Sekiro is how punishing it is and how much it asks of you to learn every single detail about the boss. And but once you do it, like, it rewards you so heavily and it feels so satisfying. And it also takes a while to get to that point. I don't know. I just that game has clicked with me so much. But we will see. Like maybe in a couple of playthroughs of Bloodborne, maybe it will overtake it. But for now, Sekiro is still number one. Cool. Uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of. I don't know if you know about the game Crash Team Racing, Crash Team Racing Night of Field. Uh, it's the it's the remake of Crash Team Racing from when I was a kid, so like early two thousands. It's a it's a racing game, but so addictive. I've been playing that for the last two weeks, trying to trying to improve in the online section. But I I'll be honest, I feel I'm actually getting worse i don't know how but like i've been winning some games in my first week and now i'm finishing six to eight eight is the last position so is yeah, this basically just like a mario kart clone uh yeah yeah i think it's pretty much the same like mario kart i'm not sure i guess in mario kart you also have the adventure mode where you can choose the difficulty right i don't really know i've only played a okay. tiny bit of mario kart um okay. never really played any of those games well this one has the adventure mode where you can choose the difficulty by the way on the hard difficulty i cannot be the first race just yet i'm still finishing eight but it also has the online which is where the most fun is you know you can you get to collect coins then you get to buy the new the, the new vehicles the new characters the new paint jobs the new stickers uh, uh the new uh tracks on your on your cars as well you know it, it's good fun. It's a racing game, so it's not for everyone, of course, but I, I was a huge fan of it when I was a kid, and I love Crash Universe in general, so when I found it on discount last uh, well, two weeks ago, I just had to buy it. It's one of those games as well, which you can play for a long time as well. So How long has it been out? I think it came out... Was uh, it last year? Yeah, June of so, the last year. Yeah. Okay. Are you excited for Crash 4? I am. I, I'm most likely not gonna play it right on the start because there's like so many games in the next couple of months. But I will get to it, and I'm very excited. I, I love the the remake of the of the first three games. That was so much fun. If this one is anywhere anywhere as close as good as they are, it should be good fun. Uh, is it a PlayStation only game? Crash Four. I think. It, uh, or uh, PlayStation think Five. Oh no no, it's PlayStation Four. Because I think the game is coming out within the next couple of weeks. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, let me just crash four. Let me just have a quick look. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. It's coming out. It doesn't actually say the date over here, but I think it should be coming during October. So it's... Oh, yeah, it's coming out on PlayStation and Xbox One on October the 2nd. So it's, what, two weeks? Oh, it's coming out on uh, multi-platform then. Yeah, yeah. But not PC, sadly. Maybe it's not maybe coming out on PC, huh? No PS4 and Xbox One for now. Wow, that's weird. Uh, they've done the same thing with the with the Crash uh, with the Crash remakes. Like it, it was out on the on the PS4 and Xbox, and then one year later they put it on the oh. PC. And the same for Spyro remake as well. Like the only <sighs> game that hasn't followed the trend was stuff. the Crash Team Racing. Uh, let's see. What else you been playing? 
only one more game, so I was trying to think if I played anything else, but those two and I've been playing a lot of Blasphemous over the last like month. I finished the game actually. It's it's a it's a game similar to you know Hollow Knights and those kind of games, but uh, much more serious. You know, much more serious when it comes to like the main point of the game. This is about committing sins, about punishments, about penance, and all that kind of you know uh, religious stuff in a way. It's, it's quite an interesting game and very addictive. Like I started it. Kind of a two D, um, kind of kind of Hollow Knightish. Is it is it a Metroidvania? I think it is. Like, but do like you? Difference... Sorry, uh, I was just going to ask you. Like, get abilities that allow you to get in other areas that you weren't able to get before that. Uh, yes, you do. You do. You have like some sort of jumps. You have some sort of smashes that open up the new secret areas. It's very similar to Hollow Knight. The, I think the main difference compared to Hollow Knight for me, at least, is the fact this game uh, has a... How do I say this? Uh, the traveling is not as bad as in Hollow Knight, because that's like one thing which puts me... Oh, yeah, you really didn't like that, did you? Yeah, like, I, I remember one stream, it was a few months ago, I spent an hour of the stream just, you know, pretty much traveling from one spot to another spot, back to the first spot, just to get, like, one item. And, uh, Blasphemous doesn't have that, it's... Uh, you know, it's much better connected. Like the areas are connected. There's much more fast traveling as well. And uh, but the game is difficult. I have to say that the bosses are insanely hard. Some of them. Um, this is slightly off the subject, but uh, just going to back to Hollow Knight for a minute. There, there is a mm-hmm. mod that you can get um, that allows you to uh, fast travel from the benches. I've not been to that point. No, I haven't. I didn't have the mod, sadly. Yeah. I didn't have it. Are, are you playing on PC? Are you playing Hollow Knight on PC? Yeah, yeah. It was on the PC. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, you could always... I, I'm pretty sure that you can just, like, install the mod and then you can use it in the middle of the playthrough if you ever oh, wanted really? to go okay. back to it. Yeah. Like, I wanted to try... I actually don't have any experience with the mods, honestly. Like, Skyrim's uh, Souls games, no, Hollow Knight's. I've never tried mods. One of the reasons was I was trying to set it up on Dark Souls and I remember there was some sort of issues like you lose parts of your, you know, save file and whatnot. I yeah. don't remember exactly now, but I wasn't a huge fan of that. But I might try it for Hollow Knight. Um, like anyway, so. Yeah, every game is different when it comes to mods. Um, and if you haven't ever dealt with mods, it can be... It can be a little tricky at times. I will say Hollow Knight is one of the easiest games I've ever modded. Like there's a mod manager and you literally just download it and then it just has like a list of the mods that you can use and then you just literally just click on them. Like just check them if you want to use them. Um, so it's very simple to use. Uh, but yeah, it might be worth checking out. I, I did uh, like a few days ago after I finished Blasphemous. I actually said to myself, okay, now I've done this game. I should go back to Hollow Knight. I went back to it, I played it for 20 minutes, and the first thing I saw in the game was uh, I spawned on a bench, and the boss where I had to go was about five minutes away. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is the same thing I stopped playing the game for. Then I tried the boss for three times, I wiped, that was like 20 minutes of just running back and forth. I was like, okay, I'm done for now again. Yeah, I, I definitely understand. Um, Hollow Knight is, it's, it's a fantastic game. And I think the bosses are fantastic. I think the exploration is great. But I definitely 
understands your criticism uh, when it comes to how far away some of the bosses are, how long the runs are to some of the bosses um, from the benches and mm-hmm. not having any fast... Well, I was going to say, there, there's not... I mean, there is kind of fast travel with the... Um, uh, the what do you call them? The... Um... Yeah, the... the, the yeah (laughs) but it's still like you have to get to that specific area and it's only it's a limited number of areas but yeah it's pretty hardcore i honestly have to say i i really like that about hollow knight because um i feel like i i think it it adds to the journey and adds to the to the atmosphere that you have a little bit longer ways um i think i think um especially in the soul series uh you had a few more so with, uh, I would say, with uh, Dark Souls 2 and 3. But it's like, it, it felt like around every corner was a bonfire. And you you weren't really, like, but once you were through an area, you didn't really go back through it unless you were specifically looking for an item in that area. So we were just jumping back and forth. Whereas, like, in Dark Souls 1, for example, I felt, uh, because there, um, uh, the fast travel unlocks very late, and then uh, um, before it was patched also, um, only very select bonfires so you still had to travel and i felt like it was part of that journey that you had that travel that you had to fight the enemies that you were fighting earlier and yes you um could now easily beat them but if you weren't paying attention they would still damage you pretty significantly and i felt reminded of that in hollow knight that it's kind of like yeah you have to um spend some time traversing the areas but at the same time it also um, added just to the fact that, that you have to uh, stay stay vigilant and uh, pay attention to the game. Otherwise, uh, even enemies that you bested uh, some time ago might uh, cause you some issues. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I, I think those are both good points. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know which way I prefer. I think they both have their their pros and cons. Um, because there is definitely that sense of just like in Dark Souls 1, it's like whenever you find a, a, a bonfire, it is an accomplishment. <laughs> and it is like, yeah. it yeah. is just this amazing feeling of safety. Whereas like in the later Souls games, it's like, okay, I beat a boss. There's going to be a bonfire right here now, you know. But like, you know, you beat, uh, you beat, um, uh, what is that? Is it Capra Demon in Dark Souls One that's on the bridge? Mm. And no, then no, and no, Capra Demon I, is down in the town. I think the, uh, the Taurus Demon. Taurus Demon. I always get those confused. You beat Taurus Demon in Dark Souls One, and unless you know exactly where to go, it's tough to figure out how to get to the next bonfire. And, and you can easily miss a bonfire. Then you're just very for easily. Hours, have yeah. one flask left. You don't know where to go. Your health is low. You don't know what the enemies are. <laughs> but when you find that bonfire, and when you realize that you have to literally just run straight towards that giant dragon that is literally blowing fire at you, and then you find that uh, you know that ladder that you kick down, and you're like, "That's the bonfire!" It is the most amazing feeling in the world. Um, <laughs> And I don't know I'm if there's really anything like they... that in Dark Souls Three or Dark Souls Two. No, no, that definitely like the the I th- I think it was really like when you 
were noticing your access was getting lower and lower and like you didn't know where a bonfire is so and you know it can take a while like did i miss it or is it is it in, around the next corner do i risk going around the next corner and explore or go I, do I go back to reform my assets yeah. and try it again? And I feel like that that got uh, uh, lost a little bit in Dark Souls two and three. And I, I I'm curious to see in Demon Souls when we get to that point. But we are curious to see in Demon Souls um, how true to the original they stay in that regard. Yeah, mm, yeah. I'm not going to say anything because I, no, I, no, I guess no, that means I... you don't know. <laughs> okay. I yeah, mean, I, won't, I, I won't say anything. I, I don't. I don't know um, in how they do it in the remaster. So, yeah, uh, I don't. You noticed it from the from the trailer hall or something. Uh, I I didn't I didn't really pay that close attention to the trailer actually. Um, what I I mean from what I saw from the trailer, it looks like it's a one to one remake, um, which kind of I don't know. I feel. I have very mixed feelings on it. Like one part of me is very glad that we have just like a, we are going to get just a updated version of demon souls. Um, another part of me wishes, and it's possible that they may do something like have a mode that mixes up the enemies or something. Um, that would be really cool if they would do that. Um, uh, we'll get, we'll get to all that stuff in just a little bit. Let's see. Is there anything else? Can yeah, I just go, go back quickly to the fast travel and mm -hmm. say that's I forgot to talk about it during Bloodborne. How you know how weird it is at Bloodborne when you find a lamp, you cannot actually teleport between lamps, and rather you have to that go back drives to the me crazy. Yeah, go. yeah, it's it's um, like one thing I don't really understand why. That's just quality of it life improvement. It yeah, saves you time. It it doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. Um, because you have to go to the hunter's dream. And then you have to travel from the Hunter's Dream to wherever you want to travel to. Yep. And uh, when... when Aku, did you play Bloodborne when it first launched on release? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It took me a little bit after that. Okay. But I, but I heard about the issues. The loading times were so bad when it first released. They were like a minute long. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of... Like, obviously, every time you die, it's a loading screen. And, oh, man, it was rough. But at the same time, I was... I think I played that game for like twenty hour, twenty eight hours straight when it first launched, <laughs> and only about five hours were loading time. So you know, not too bad. <laughs> that reminds me of playing Warcraft without uh, SSD, like back in the early two thousand and tens. Oh man, that was like one or two minutes in between every single loading screen. I've heard uh, World of Warcraft has really, really long loading screens if you don't have it not on an SSD. I mean, with SSD, no. SSD is quite fast. Yeah, but if you're on a traditional spinning drive... I mean, there's a lot of people that still play games off of a regular hard drive. I still play a lot yeah, of games off of a regular hard drive. Well, I'm sure most of the people would continue to do the same with WoW, but they're actually changing the requirements, and starting from this new expansion, which is coming out in less than two months, you actually have to have the game on SSD. Which is Really? Yeah. Like it won't run if you don't have it on. An well, SSD? I don't know how, from a technical standpoint. How do you force that? Yeah, how like, would they even? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but somebody told me about it, and I seem to have read about it as well on the forum. So, I wonder it's if it'll be interesting to see. I don't. I don't mean this in a in a negative way, but I feel like there's a lot of people that play World of Warcraft that are not 
like super into technology and don't know a lot about uh, like system requirements and that kind of stuff. And I wonder if they're just like, just tell them that it needs to be on an SSD and then, you know, people will finally upgrade to an SSD or something like that. Um, But I would certainly think it would still work. Maybe you're just going to have like really long load times or something, or maybe it'll be more prone to crashing or something. I don't know. I, I know nothing about World of Warcraft. It may just be them uh, covering themselves from criticism uh, if the load times yeah, that's are increased. What I mean. right. So it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we told, we you, told you it has to be on an SSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait. Okay. Scrap that. I've just Googled it quickly, and apparently last week Blizzard has removed the requirement. So never mind. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I guess they had a change of heart. There's too many people that don't really have the SSDs. Yeah. Um, do you guys all have SSDs? Are you all running your at least mm-hmm. your main drive off of an SSD? Yep, I have two of them. One with one twenty eight where I have Windows and you know some of the things, and then one with two fifty six where I have uh, my most important games. <laughs> what is what are your most important games? <laughs> uh, WoW. Well, it used to be WoW, WoW, and pretty much things on the Blizzard launcher because. I would like to keep some of the Steam games, but then again, Steam has its own way of keeping the game, so I have to keep it on the hard disk, you know, because I don't have that much space to keep all of them on the SSD. Wait, are you saying... I mean, you can make, like, a custom directory in Steam and put it on the SSD. Really? Yeah. I do that with... you have to have it in in the Steam folder. You do, but you can make a custom directory that is just basically another Steam folder that is on a, another drive. So when you go into Steam, uh, let me see. If you go to Steam and go to install a game, um, okay. and then it'll say choose location, you just have a drop-down uh-huh. box, and then um, you can you can choose any drive that you have, and if you don't have the steam library on that drive it'll just say create new steam library on drive yeah, I see. I see h or drive so it's not, it's not going to give like me that. any issues right Mm-mm. like with regards nope. to i don't know okay you can even oh, okay, um you, you can even download stuff onto like an external hard drive um you can actually run a lot of steam games on an external hard drive as long as they're not like super newer games but you can just download stuff on an old external hard drive and then just move it over to an SSD if you want to without even re-downloading okay, it. Okay, okay. I That's literally cool. I have an 8 terabyte hard drive that I've just downloaded like every single <laughs> game to. <laughs> and uh, then if it's one that I'm going to play like a lot of, I'll just move it over to an SSD. Yeah. Well, I was just talking to a friend. I think it was actually last night about that same topic. And I can't realize I have an SSD that's 11 year old, that's more like one one terabyte, and that has like the low, like very much, almost the lowest possible write and the and the and the and the read speeds. Wait, you have a one terabyte, 11 year old SSD? Yes. <laughs> that must have cost a fortune 11 years ago. I don't know. I, I, it's a. Uh, it's I think 2009, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the Christmas of 2009. Is when I bought like the whole PC, which was uh, which also included the uh, the hard disk, and it's been like everything changed, like every single uh, like graphic card, CPU, everything changed, but the uh, HD has stayed the same all the time. Wait, it's it it's cost, an, a hard drive or an SSD? 
hard drive, hard drive. Oh, I thought you were saying oh, did I say a one oh, terabyte sorry. SSD that was 11 years no, old. No, no, I was like, that sorry, must have cost about $5,000 back then. <laughs> Stole it from NASA. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I could have got it back then is by stealing it, man. Yeah. So, no, it was oh, so you stole it then. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. Some government official is still being blamed for losing the hard drive. Yeah, it's crazy how how cheap storage is getting. Um, you can get like um, you can get a one terabyte SSD now for easily under a hundred bucks. Really? I think, I think the one I bought for two fifty six was about sixty. 70 maybe how long ago was that uh two years maybe three maximum something yeah they've dropped like crazy i was looking at getting the nvme drive which is it looks like a stick of ram and it's even faster than the actual ssds Mm -hmm. uh it plugs directly into your pci express slot on the the motherboard and um you can get a a one terabyte nvme drive for about a hundred bucks now Oh my god, okay. Yeah, storage is crazy cheap. Um as much as storage dropped, the graphic cards increased. And vice versa. Yeah. We're gonna talk about those graphics cards. Um let's move on. If let's first of all <laughs> let's let's uh let's talk about the games that are coming out. Um We have Crisis Remastered is launching for PC, PS4, and Xbox One today. Um, that also came out on the Switch a few weeks ago. Earth Defense Force 5? I thought this game was already out. Is this like a different version of this game? Earth Defense Force 5 mm-hmm. for PS4 launches today. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. A friend of mine is quite excited about that one. Ah, they got you. They got you. <laughs> I had to get it. I'm afraid to. I'll miss it. <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars launches today. Uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds uh, launches today for PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Uh, The co-op update for Untitled Untitled Goose Game uh, launches on the 23rd. Um, Any of you guys play Untitled Goose Game? No. Sadly not. No. Um, I want to check it out. I, I don't know anything about it, but I just heard so many people saying it was really good. It, it's just fun, honestly. I, I was looking at my friend streaming that few months ago. It was just, you know, pure laugh all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just a funny game. Uh, Serious Sam 4 uh, launches on the 24th. I've never played a Serious Sam game, but I've heard that they're pretty good if you like first-person shooters. Um, that one is kind of a long-awaited. The Serious Sam series has been around for a very long time. I'm kind of curious to check that out. We have uh, Tennis World Tour is launching on the 24th. And then uh, finishing up on the 25th, we have Mafia Definitive Edition launching for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. That's going to be good. Yeah, I was going to ask, anybody going to pick up Mafia? Not straight away, but I am planning. Yeah, I think it's... Is there any chance that it ends up on Game Pass? Um, I mean, there's always a chance. There's always a chance, right? <laughs> I'm gonna say that since the other ones are not on Game Pass, probably not, not anytime soon. Maybe like in the future. Um, who's publishing that? 
probably depends on the publisher too. But yeah, I would I would imagine it'll probably be a while, if at all, if that ends up on um, okay. Game Pass. I think it's only forty dollars. That makes you feel any better? Published by Two K Games. Oh yeah, it's not going to end up on Game Pass, <laughs> not for a long time then. <laughs> Okay, 2K. <laughs> um, check out, I don't know, check out, do you ever get stuff off like Green Man Gaming or some of those other key sellers? Yeah, but I, Instant I key gaming sellers I'm always a little, always a little iffy with. I was like that as well, Ako. Yeah. But then one game, two game, three games, no issues, five games, no issues, ten games. Well, never for me, it's, it's not even the the... the that but i feel like also like it kind of circumvents uh revenue from the developers so it depends on how much you want to look into this but there are third-party um sites that are 100 percent legitimate green man gaming is uh cd keys is another one um i think instant gaming is but then there's a lot that are like in that gray zone where it's like we don't really know where these keys came from. I've I've seen like some that like they literally give you like a picture of the of the code. <laughs> like this is super shady. But yeah, um Green Man Gaming, CD Keys, Insta Gaming, those are all definitely legitimate uh third party sellers. I mean for now for now I'm busy with Wasteland 3 anyway. So we will see. Yeah. Um maybe maybe I also win in the lottery. Then I'll just buy 2K. <laughs> two thousand. Wait, you're gonna get two thousand games? No, two thousand Mafia definitive editions, <laughs> and just give them out <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> All right. Uh, it has been a week in news. Um, I guess I guess the PS5 is the first thing that we'll talk about. Um, so okay. did you guys watch the showcase? Did you guys see any? Yes, you did. Did you? Yeah, I did do a showcase. Uh, Did you get a chance to see any of it, Durbin? Yeah, I've seen a whole one. Quite enjoyed it. So uh, let's let's just run through everything that they announced here. Um, I guess let's let's start with the big thing, um, and that's the price and and date, and then we'll run through the games that they announced. So um, official dates are November twelfth. For US, oh boy, I've got to find it. It was it was kind of weird. It's for twelve US and nineteen for Europe. I think it was. Yeah, US, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea are getting it on the twelfth, and then nineteenth for UK and uh, Europe, and I guess the rest of the world. They were like yeah. everyone else. <laughs> Sorry, Europe. <laughs> um, gets it on the nineteenth. Uh, official price is four ninety nine, four hundred ninety nine US dollars, uh, four hundred ninety nine euros for the disc version, and three ninety nine for the discless version. Um, let's just talk about that. What did that surprise you guys? Do you think that was good, the, good, bad? What do you think? The release date surprised me a little bit because I was I was I was expecting it late December. I don't know why. Oh, really? But yeah, I was expecting it like just before Christmas, I think. So this is a little bit surprising for me. This is probably weird for Europeans because you guys don't have Thanksgiving. 
Um, yeah, so can. Thanksgiving is late November for us, and that's when Black Friday happens. That's when, like, when just you know everybody makes their money in sales. Um, so yeah, that stuff usually drops in November. Um, uh, I know Black Friday is becoming a much bigger thing worldwide, but traditionally that was more of a U.S. thing. Um, the Xbox comes also out on the 12th, Xbox right? comes out November tenth, so it's coming out two okay. days before. Yep. So I wonder really if uh, they if the original release date was the nineteenth, but that because of Xbox announcement that they're like, oh, we can at least push the U.S. ones uh, a week earlier, and then the the rest we have worldwide. Uh, so uh, uh, as soon as we have the supply chain set up. Yeah, it's weird because two days is not really that big of a difference. You'd think that they would have just either like bumped it up like a day a day before Xbox or like the same day or something. I don't know. To me, like any date after Xbox is kind of a, not really a failure, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if it does either because most people are going to pre-order these anyway that are going to get them. I doubt there's going to be many people that are going to like actually go and buy it Wait on the... yeah wait right in the line for two hours yeah exactly <laughs> like you like if you really want the the uh console on launch you already pre-order it or pre-order it up until then and then it really doesn't matter if it's like a week earlier or not um and i think also at this point um people kind of have made up their mind whether or not they get both uh consoles or just one console especially now that the prices are out um, it's like, yeah, I think pe people now kind of know what, what they want and what they want first. Uh, and irregardless of whether or not uh, the console comes out a little bit earlier or not. So uh, what do you guys think about the price? Are you happy with it? Um, I mean, it's numbers, it? and that's usually a good a good start for a price. That, uh, yeah. uh, but uh, aside from that, uh, I think we talked about that um, in an earlier um, episode of the podcast, I'm a little bit surprised that the difference between the disc version, the discless version, is is a full hundred dollars. Um, I didn't expect it to be that much. Um, I uh, expected more like a, a fifty dollar difference. But I wonder also if they may even bump that up uh, because of the uh, Xbox S being so cheap. Um, so to, to have not as big of a difference there. But I, th I think it's interesting that um, you can get the discless version now for three ninety nine. Uh, which is, I think, a pretty pretty good price for a new console. I mean, I'm pretty, uh, yeah. but, but other than that, it's kind of like uh, it is in the expected range. What do you think, Turbum? I have, I am not surprised by the price one bit. That's what I was expecting, honestly. So I didn't really give too much thought about the price. I'll be honest with you. So a couple of things. Um, that I think are interesting. I think a lot of people are going to get that that digital only version, mm -hmm. and I think they're going to be disappointed. <laughs> and what? I think the reason why is because that thing only has eight hundred. I think it's eight hundred and twenty five gigabytes of storage on it. Um, and. So I was I was curious about how this worked, and I'm still not positive that this is right. But if I'm understanding it right, 
you can hook up an external hard drive, but you can only play PS4 games on the external hard drive. PS5 games can only run on the internal hard drive. So I found that really interesting. Um, I guess if there's anything I'm disappointed about the PS5, it is that, that it's it's only 825 gigabytes uh, because that's not a lot of storage when we're looking at games that are pushing 200 gigabytes. Um, yeah. You know, you'll get like three games on there. <laughs> um, well, but not every game is 200 gigabytes. Not every game is yeah, going to be of- that, of course. But it's usually the big games, most of the games we I tend to play. Oh well, yeah, but like but how many of the big games do you play at once? Zero. All of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of them. So I don't know if that's really that big. Of it's a just a convenience thing for me. I I just like having a big hard drive. I personally, I would be willing to put up with like you know thirty second load time versus one or two second load time just to be able to have all my games on one hard drive. I hope that at some point they will just let people put uh, put stuff on an external hard drive. They do have propri- proprietary hard drives that they're going to allow you to upgrade or uh, upgrade the storage on, but there has been zero mention on, on pricing. Everybody's expecting them to be very expensive because they're brand new... Um, uh, format that uh, I don't even know is if it's available to the public for like PCs to use these these particular types of hard drives, um, and they're proprietary. Sony owns this plug or whatever it is that you use to upgrade it. So I'm a little disappointed with that. Um, but as far as the pricing goes, I think I think it's good. Um, I really, really had hoped that Sony would be really bold and go 350 and 450. I think that would have just like really, really stuck it to Xbox and been like, hey, you can get top of the line PS5, uh, PS5 for cheaper than the Xbox Series X. Um, but they didn't do that. They went with the same price, which I think is fine. Um, I think the bigger issue yeah. is the... The lack of games. There is, if I'm looking at it right, there is literally one game that is a true PS5 exclusive, and that is an 11 year old remake of Demon Souls. Um, what about Spider Man? Spider Man is on PS4. It's a cross gen oh, yeah, okay. title. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spider Man is going to be on PS4 and PS5. Godfall is going to be on PC and PS5. Um, even Horizon, the the sequel to Horizon, is going to be a cross-gen title as well. And this is just very strange that they went back on this, um, because they were they were coming out. Sony was coming out and saying that hey, we are we are a generation company. We don't want to do cross-gen and that kind of stuff. We want to push things forward. And they really went back on this because. Spider-Man's coming out on PS4. Uh, uh, Horizon's coming out on PS4. Um, with all that being said, like I'm, I'm thrilled that people are going to be able to play these games on PS4. That's great. I'm just looking at this as like from a business pers- a perspective. This is just kind of a weird, I don't know, shift in in what they're doing. I wonder if it has to do with the fact that I mean the exclusives lineup hasn't been 
too great anyway. <laughs> like even if you add uh, Miles Morales, which we still don't quite know how, how big the game is, if it's really just like a bigger DLC in the end or like a full uh, on Spider-Man game. So it's like, I, I feel like, I wonder if they were like, we won't really convince the masses with this anyway. So might as well go both gen and get get the sales on both consoles uh, since the people who will who want to get a PS5 immediately, they will get it anyway. But we probably won't draw too many people just with those exclusive titles. So might as well make them available for uh, both generations, get the money on both generations. Yeah, it's a weird thing because I feel like one of the things that pushed people to buy a PS4 so much uh, was the true exclusives. Um, and, you know, you couldn't play PS3 games on your PS4. Like, it, there was no backwards compatibility with this. Um, so it was... They, they had to really push exclusives to give, to give you a reason to get a PS5. And... Uh, I just I don't know. There's there's not much compelling reason to get a PS5 right now. I don't think. Um, well, I will say one of the announcements that was interesting was the PS Plus collection. Yeah. So okay. So let's get into the, the actual event. Let's run through everything. So um, I I will say with with everything I just said, I was very very impressed with the games that they that they showed off here. So they started out. I say I was very impressed. They had some weird messaging, though. They started out showing with a uh, a title coming up and saying, this game is being emulated on a PC to match PS5 settings or something like something that. Like that yeah. It was very strange. And uh, what they revealed was Final Fantasy XVI. Um, I was kind of shocked that that yeah, we got was, Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were some talks over the last few days about that potential being announced. Though. There were so some I rumors. Sort of I mean, there's always rumors. <laughs> I feel like you know we've been hearing ever since fifteen was over. Like, yeah, yeah, true. But fifteen came out a while ago, so it was time for the new one. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's. I think it's. It's one of those years that like, we know there will also be a Final Fantasy Seventeen. So if I now in the year say, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they show Final Fantasy Seventeen. If it's not coming true, nobody pays attention. But yeah. if it comes true, everyone says, oh yeah, Akko said Final Fantasy Seventeen. The leaks were right. The leaks were right. Yeah, that, but yeah, I was very surprised at that. I, I was in the beginning, I wasn't sure uh, what game we're looking at like at first i thought hmm, that looks very final fantasy yeah like, is it maybe a dlc to the to to 15 like a weird kind of medieval dlc um then then uh, uh there was like oh maybe maybe it's something completely different uh, like a different ip um but then obviously then the reveal and obviously with uh, some of the imaging um it became a little more clear that we are definitely talking about a final fantasy game and i have to say i I thought it looked look great. I mean, it's not necessarily um, something I go 100% all in just based on a, a cinematic trailer. But what I saw looked exciting and uh, looked a really, really fantasy, good. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of a dark fantasy uh, style of Final Fantasy seems to be an interesting thing. The only thing that I didn't like was the haircuts. Yeah, haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so this is being uh, directed by... Well, let me back up. It's being produced by um, the... Pro- oh, sorry. It's being produced by the director of Final Fantasy XIV that uh, is credited with um, kind of saving Final Fantasy XIV. He was the one that um, was kind of in charge of remaking Final Fantasy XIV when it was such a mess. Um, and it's being directed by, I believe, his assistant who has also worked on Final Final Fantasy fourteen, So lots of Final Fantasy fourteen people are coming over to work on this. Now, that could worry me a little bit because Final Fantasy fourteen was a MMO. This is a single player. So I hope that they're not going to put like too many I mean, MMO do type. Do you know that it's a single player? Uh, they did confirm it is a single okay. player, yeah. Um, I hope they're, you know, I don't think that they will, but I hope that there's not going to be like, you know, just a ton of fetch quests and things that you would see in an MMO. Um, uh, I know a lot of people are excited about the kind of return to a fantasy, more of a dark fantasy, um, compared to more of the science fiction fantasy, kind of futuristic fantasy that we've been getting. Um, I I don't I don't really mind either way. Like uh I I like the science fiction fantasy a lot, but I also really like the look of this. Um the combat is real time. It looks like it's kind of a maybe a progression of the Final Fantasy 15 type combat system, which I know some people were not super hot on. I liked it, but I didn't love Final Fantasy 15 combat. Um and I'm, do you I'm think go- how many parts do we get for that? <laughs> one, one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do you, know. Uh, okay, honest question. Do you do you think there is a possibility that we only get a Final Fantasy 16 part one? I think there is no. a possibility. When they when they announced Final Fantasy 7, they didn't say it was Final Fantasy 7 part one. They just said Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um, yeah, and they go down the project. Call of Duty route where they... Uh, develop two games kind of simultaneously and then you <laughs> ship out the parts. I So I don't think it will be that. Um, I think it's going to be one complete game. With that being said, it wouldn't surprise me because Square Enix has said many times that they like the episodic format. They push the episodic format on a lot of games. I don't know. I, I really hope that they don't do that. Um Another thing that I was going to say, I am glad that that everything that we saw in the game looks like it was not some super high end, unrealistic game that we were, you know, going to obviously get a downgrade. Like it looked good, but it didn't look just mind blowingly good, which I think yeah. is a good thing because if I saw something that was like very, very high end, super ambitious, then I would just be like. Yeah, it's not going to look like that when we when we get it. This looked realistic, like, you know, kind of like Final Fantasy 15. I would say it looked pretty much, in terms of graphic fidelity, I think it looked about like Final Fantasy 15. And I don't think yeah. that's a bad thing. Final Fantasy 15 looked insanely good. Um, was... Go ahead, Durbin. I was kind of hoping uh, when it comes to character design and all that kind of stuff, that uh, they will, they might go back to the to the past a little bit and do something more similar to Final Fantasy Nine, because ever since Final Fantasy Nine, we've been seeing a lot more realistic characters, and uh, not really the fantasy types it was back then. You know, just goofy. 
but we are going for the serious one again. I um, honestly am. A, uh, I I hope that characters would be less less edge lord and <laughs> and more uh, like action like like. Are they to be taken seriously? Because I have a hard time. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I had a hard time in Final Fantasy 15 from the little bit that I watched. Like they very much all felt like caricatures, and uh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean it's a more realistic graphics looks so that that's certainly for sure. But I feel like um, I have, I, I have to see more of Final Fantasy 16 and the characters if if I really feel like I can get into those characters. Yeah. Um I I don't really mind but I I totally understand the criticism and uh I don't really mind either way. Um I guess my biggest concern about this game is just when it's going to be coming out. Um they didn't put any dates on it. Square Enix has been known to announce things a little early sometimes. <laughs> uh but again, what they showed, I feel like even though they didn't just show off like a straight gameplay segment, I feel like a lot of what we were seeing was gameplay. It was just like a bunch of quick cuts. And it looked very far into development. It didn't look like it was some super early um, you know, version of a game. Um, so if I, I had... It coming out late last year, uh, next year, or the year afterwards. I was going to say 2022. Um, uh, I think that that would... 2022. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. You think it'll be coming out sooner? I would expect twenty twenty one, maybe the third quarter at least. Uh, I think if they, I think if they thought they had any chance of putting out putting it out in twenty twenty one, they would put twenty twenty one on in the trailer. Um, but they didn't put any dates here, so I think this is probably at least a couple of years out. Uh, I mean, let's not forget, they announced Final Fantasy VII in 2015, and it came out in 2020. <laughs> Part 1 came out. They, one, announced, yeah. <laughs> they announced Final Fantasy XV in... Someone in chat might have to help me. I think it was like 2008 or something like that, 2006. <laughs> um, that game took forever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know... Anyway, whenever it comes out, it'll come out maybe in some form <laughs> on the PS6. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I was still very shocked and surprised that uh, that that they showed that and that they had that ready to show. Uh, moving on from there, they showed a gameplay segment of um, Spider-Man Miles Ra- Miles Morales. Um, looks like Spider-Man to me. I'm. I yeah. like Spider-Man. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, but you know, I'm excited to play this. It's cool that you can play it on PS4. Um, they didn't say this in the. Uh, oh, going back to Final Fantasy 16, real quick. This was weird again because they they had the title card come up and they said down at the very bottom an asterisk said also available on PC. They then went on to clarify that they are not saying whether it's coming to PC or not. Um, this was very confusing. This, this happened a couple of times um, in the showcase, and IGN had an article. Um, I should have had this open, but uh, IGN had an article about this saying that um, Square Enix asked them, asked IGN to not mention that it was coming to PC and to retract that statement, and they said it was an error in the uh, slide. 
and that they are not releasing any information about other platforms that it may or may not be coming to. <laughs> so I thought that was very weird. Um, not not to mention the the thing at the very first, like I said, that they, they put up that weird thing saying that it was running on a PC emulating the PS5 <laughs> experience or whatever. I wonder if that one was cobbled together pretty pretty recently to as a response to the Xbox news and that it was actually planned to be part of a later event. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything this year has just been kind of thrown together at the last minute. <laughs> True. Um, so yeah, they showed off Spider-Man. That looks good. Um, then they dropped another bomb on us and showed off uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah. Which was the long-rumored, long-leaked... Um, I keep saying Harry Potter game, but it's not a Harry Potter game. This This takes place in the late 1800s, they said. This game was first leaked um, in a kind of a weird trailer that somebody had just taken on their phone um, in 2018, I believe it was. And uh, I thought this looked really good. What did you guys think? Yeah. Pretty decent. I mean, I guess it depends on if you, you know, if you're down with Harry Potter, if you like Harry Potter, if you don't like Harry Potter, it probably doesn't appeal to you. I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan, but I do enjoy the game, uh, the the movies, and I think the world, and I think the idea of a game like this, it's kind of mind blowing to me that they haven't ever done this, like a full, you know, kind of open world RPG where you create your own character and. Uh, go through Hogwarts and you know explore that world. I'm really surprised that they haven't ever done that. Um, another interesting note is that it is cross everything. It's coming out on PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox. Um, it's, it's coming out on pretty much everything. They also said that that'll be out in 2021. Didn't give a specific date. Uh, they showed off a gameplay segment from Aqua's favorite game, Call of Duty. Um, More Reagan. <laughs> and okay, here I have a question for you as a Call right. of Duty expert. Why, if you're chasing a plane on a car, why do you need a toy car to chase the plane? Because it's Call of Duty, <laughs> man. Why, why is it supposed to be cooler to then drive the toy car than an actual car? You got to have that torque. <laughs> How do you remote control that pretty much in the, what is it, the 70s, the 80s? Um, they had RC there, cars right? back then, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, look, that thing was like... Uh, oh. This is the great. U.S. military. Bad. We put a man on the moon in 1969, Akko. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I commented on the exact same thing when I was watching it. I was like, "What are they doing here?" <laughs> is is that Home Alone? Is that Home Alone US A edition? <laughs> oh, never change Call of Duty. Never change. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is one of those games. Then they that... threw marbles through uh, on the feet of the Russians, <laughs> and they all slipped and broke their necks. <laughs> I think I think you already know if you're gonna like this game or not. Um, you know, I am one thousand percent down for this. I live for the silliness and the over and the, over the top that is Call of Call of Duty. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um. 
They then showed off a trailer for Resident Evil 8 Village. Um, this game looks really good to me. Um, yep. I I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say about it. I, I don't really want to know anything else about it. I just want to play it. <laughs> Uh, I was a little Hopefully disappointed. It's not gonna take too long to release. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was a little disappointed that they didn't give us an actual date. I don't think they even gave us like a Q1 or Q2 or anything like that. I'm I was expecting them to give us like a you know January 22nd or something like that. So hopefully that game comes out uh, sooner rather than later. But um, looks good. Very excited about it. I, as um, a horror game aficionado, look forward to see you guys play. <laughs> uh, they shut off Oddworld, Soulstorm. I'm and actually excited about that one. I'm, I'm very mixed. I've, have you ever played an Oddworld game? Derp? When I was a kid, but that okay. was such a long time ago, and I never actually finished it. You know, it was one of those games as a kid, you play for like a few hours here and there, yeah. but you never finish it. But I just remember liking it, so I'm just because of that, I'm excited for this one, for this remake. I have never played one. I've always been a little interested in, in them. I think I've got a couple of them, at least one on PS Plus that I got. Um, it This one looks like it could be really good. It also looks like it could go either way. Like It could be really, really good, or it could just be like, okay. Um, I, I don't really know anything about it. I think it's going to be like the Destroy All Humans. It's gonna be good fun, but I don't. I'm not expecting anything like game breaking from that one. Yeah, um, good fun for a couple of hours here and there, and that's it. They showed off a weird next gen Five Nights at Freddy's with ray tracing. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I I've never gotten into Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, they showed off another trailer for Death Loop. Uh, I'm very excited for Deathloop. I still have no idea what's going on in this game. I mean, that it looks all very stylish, but like I have no idea. So what yeah, I think everybody's it. a little confused on what the like how this game works. My understanding is that you have a certain amount of time to kill eight targets. You are stuck in a a loop, a time loop, and you have to kill these eight. You have to assassinate these eight targets before your time runs out. And if you don't, then the, the, the loop restarts. And then there's also like this weird kind of, I don't know if it's like a Dark Souls kind of invasion. It looks kind of like a Dark Souls invasion mechanic where someone else can invade your world and like take out the targets before you. Um, it sounds really it looked, cool it in like, theory. Uh, the other person was trying to take you out before you can take out the target. That may be it as well. I, I'm... I'm a little confused. I think everybody is a little confused on this, not really sure how it's going to work. It sounds like it could be really cool um, either way. Uh, I do hope that you can turn that off, like if you just want to play purely you know, alone in single player. It's like, I, I'm assuming you guys had this experience with Dark Souls. Like Everyone's first experience with a Dark Souls invasion is like, I don't want this. Why are they in my game? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have 50,000 souls. I'm just trying to get back to the bonfire. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like, I love the Dark Souls invasion mechanic. I think it's a really cool thing. Um, so. Will one of the targets be Reagan? Reagan? Who knows? 
I don't I don't know if you could do that in a video game. <laughs> I mean, you could do that if you have good lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how comfortable I would I would be playing that. <laughs> um that would be a little weird. Well, okay, I, I won't further comment on that. Why 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 it's weird to kill an American president but not any other president when you kill all the other presidents and call the call of duty all of them. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been like a a real life uh world leader that you've killed. <laughs> I don't think there has. I mean, yeah, we have to talk to reality. <laughs> it, it's 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 debatable. There there was a pretty um a pretty sensitive mission in the last Call of Duty that you played that was like a real world battle that took place between um the US and I think it was Russian forces at one time. But instead of um like they, they turned it around and like made the US look really good. <laughs> and it was like that's, that's it's not how it's not how that it, it played out. It's kinda weird. Anyway, let's not get into that. Um <laughs> they they uh they then showed off um a very meaty uh, trailer for Demon Souls. Um, they just showed up like a straight up gameplay trailer for Demon Souls remake, and uh, it looks good. I don't know. What did you guys think? Yeah. Looks really good. It looks really yeah, really good. I mean, visually, it looks stunning. Um, then I, I really also like how they did the trailer. That they didn't do like there was not much pomp. There was just like, hey, here's the intro. Here's like the first section of the game, yeah. really. Um, let's just follow this guy and see how it looks. And it looks fantastic. Uh, and if that, if this is how the rest of the game looks, you obviously later saw a few uh, snippets of the later parts of the game. Um, yeah, this, uh... I was listening to another podcast. I believe it was the MinMax show, and they uh, they said that <laughs> they they said this is what they promised Dark Souls Two was going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally have gotten to Dark Souls 2 levels of graphics. <laughs> um yeah, looks really good though. That uh they did later confirm that this uh the Demon Souls will be a launch title. Um again, it's basically like the only exclusive PS5 launch title that, that there will be. Uh the most that is and I'm considering pre-ordering. Same for me, and it's bizarre that an 11-year-old video game is yeah. is selling us a PS5. Well in, well, in my defense, I've never played it. You did, I yeah. think, so it's a new game to me. They uh, they showed off a special edition of Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry 5 um, that has some graphical infidelity upgrades uh, that'll be coming out. They showed off Fortnite, Fortnite's coming to PS5. That was a shocker. Yeah, I know. Nobody expected that. <laughs> Could not believe that. Uh, they then showed off... Uh, this is what Akko was talking about a little earlier. So they showed off the PlayStation Plus collection that they're calling it. And uh, I haven't looked more into this, but my understanding is that this is just included with PS Plus, that this is not increasing yes. the price of it or anything. I think no, it is as, as far as I know uh, it's uh, if you have PS Plus on the PS5 yeah you have PS5 this only collection of games it's, so it's 
like a kind of game pla game pass light uh, answer from a PlayStation. And I have to say, the games that they added, I mean, hard to argue against those games, right? Yes and no. I guess I guess the thing is, like, if you've never had a PlayStation before, this is like insane like this is you get access to you know it looks like bloodborne uncharted 4 uh god of war i think was in there horizon like all of the playstation hits um i i guess the only problem is for someone like me that i buy a playstation literally only for the exclusives i think i've played just about every one of these games already so it doesn't seem super compelling to me um so uh just just here the the list that they come from okay let's hear it um it's god of war bloodborne days gone until dawn detroit become human battlefield one infamous second son arkham knight last guardian last of us remastered persona 5 resident evil, evil 7 uncharted 4 fallout 4 ratchet and clank monster hunter world mortal kombat x and final fantasy 15. Yeah, I've literally played every single one of those games. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, but, but I mean, we, we are also insane. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I, again, uh, so I, it, like if you if you've never had a PlayStation before, like maybe you haven't had a PlayStation since PlayStation three. This is insane, insanely good um, to just be included with uh, PS plus. And obviously they're going to add on to this collection. This is just their starting lineup. Um, exactly. I've done four of this, four of this only. See, yeah, for Durbham, it's going to be fantastic. For other people that are just you know getting yeah. into it, it's it's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm glad I that there. I also think there are, are just games that uh, even like like even I who has had a PlayStation and played a lot of uh, on the PlayStation, like I have uh, like I'm I have most of them, but certainly not all of them. And now that they they are free, so to speak, since I already uh, am uh, having PS Plus anyway. Well, then I would maybe check out Final Fantasy Fifteen. Never played it, yeah. and I get the the point that a lot of them. <laughs> I think that's on Game Pass, though. <laughs> it was just an example, okay. <laughs> I I like the idea, okay. No, no, I I'm I'm not hating on this idea at all. I'm very glad that they are doing this, um, and I think that this is a step in the right direction. And I hope that they just increase the number of games and the deals that they make um because they i think they have to do this like game pass is just destroying them and i think what uh, positively surprised me about that was that for one it was not just ps uh playstation exclusives from the ps4 generation right so um you would have thought that maybe the first step is just having all the playstation exclusives on there no but there were some those are like if we talked about the games of the generation for a few weeks like you could almost uh, name any of these and be like yeah that was at least one of the big games of the, of the last gaming generation and uh, that the starting lineup is not just a couple of big games and then lots of small games uh, or just uh, uh, playstation exclusive games but just a strong lineup of triple a games to start off i think is a good move uh, you know what would be crazy if they could do this? If they, I'm assuming. Oh, this is a good question, actually, that I don't know. 
um, I'm assuming that they're going to keep doing the free, you know, PlayStation games every month, but they're not going to have any PS5 games to give you. So are they just going to give you on the start? Well, that's the thing. Are they going to give you just PS4 games? It's a good question. I haven't thought about it. Them in the collection, so. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. Give you a currency. And then by the time they have plenty of the games to choose from, you will be able to choose the game you want to take. Or you won't have a game of the month at all on the PS4 and then Mm -hmm. just have the collection that slowly expands. Just the collection? Yeah. Yeah, the... (sighs) Kind of like the Humble Trove uh, when you are subscribed to the Humble Bundle that you then also have the constant access to to those games. Depending on how good that collection is, it could be like a really good deal or it could just be like... An okay deal. Sure. Um, yeah, but then again, like we talked about with Game Pass, if, if you're really you're paying fifteen bucks a month, uh, so that's that's not so much money uh, in the year. So if, if you get like three, four games already, like through that, that's a, like AAA games. If we're talking about the same caliber of, uh, of games that we see here, it's not that bad of a deal. It's still then worth it. Plus, obviously, the you already have the. Um, benefit of having online access uh, through that anyway. For sure. I If I had to guess, I would guess that they would just keep giving you PS4 games because they also, one of the things which, again, like this showcase was great, but I just don't know why they didn't say some of these other things. They later confirmed that 99% of PS4 games will be backwards compatible with the PS5. So that's great news. Um, so I'm going to guess that they will just keep doing PS Plus monthly games and they'll just be PS4 games that will work on the PS5. Probably, yeah. Um, and then at some point, I would think they would start doing PS5 games, but obviously yeah. it's going to take them a while to you know start building yeah, probably up. Probably at least around a year. Right, right. Um, I mean, they are, uh, in, since we're on that topic, I think <clears throat> it was, it's now also confirmed that PS3 two and one games won't be compatible. They finally confirmed that. Yeah, I think most people, myself included, were just kind of expecting that. Um, I think earlier this year, we were thinking like, maybe there might be a chance that, you know, PS1, 2, and 3 games might, uh, they might do some magic to make them run or maybe like certain games could run. Um, But as time went on, it was very clear that they were not going to do that. It really is too bad that they just couldn't get that to work. I'm sure that they tried. Um, I feel like they could if they really wanted to, but it would just be a lot of work and probably way more work than they would want to put into it. And I don't know. They would probably yeah. <laughs> they they would probably have to have you know some additional hardware or something like that um stronger cpu or something like that especially for the ps3 games um so yeah that's too bad if if that if that thing would have run ps1 2 3 4 and 5 games it would have sold like crazy um it's still gonna sell like crazy if if they then would uh add a deal to the um uh, playstation plus collection like all the even if it's just ps1 and 2 games are all in there and then PS3 upwards or like a collection of those games were in there. Okay, now you have like a big retro library plus some of the uh, later uh, AAA games in there. Oh, okay. 
Uh oh. Yes, that was not a good idea. <laughs> we lost Turbum. We lost Turbum. Um. Oh, Durbin. It's back. I'm back. Hello. Good without Cam. Hello. <laughs> we can hear you. We can't see you. There we go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My Discord crashed for a moment for some reason. Not Darn Discord. Um, yeah. I uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. We were mostly just talking about uh, backwards compatibility. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh, another weird thing is they. I don't think they really have said anything about um, about uh, what is it called? PlayStation Now is that the streaming service that they have? Mm. They I don't think said that, anything about that. I think. Yeah, I don't think they've said anything about that either. I'm really surprised that they don't push that more because that would be a way that they could do PS1, 2, and 3 games uh, through streaming, and especially with xCloud, Microsoft's xCloud being such a big thing. Uh, but Sony has never really been very much into the streaming stuff, so I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, rounding out the showcase... They showed a quick teaser for God of War Ragnarok. Is that what they're calling this? Yep. It's going to be the next uh, God of War. It's going to be the next God of War game, which we knew was coming. I just was not expecting it to be this soon. They, They put a date on here. They said 2021. I'm a bit skeptical of that. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that they're probably shooting for like ne- late next year. I imagine that's going to be delayed. All of these things always get delayed. Just prepare for it to be delayed. Um, so I'm just but, expecting that game to come out 2022, maybe like early 2022. Popular these days, so just keep delaying the game. So yeah, yeah. Every every big game delays gets delayed now. I'm I'm the positive one uh, for once, and I say it will come out in 2021 because I. Like I, I don't um I don't quite understand why there is uh, such skepticism about like oh already a new God of War it's been a few years, and they probably twenty eighteen yeah uh, so then it's three years since their last game which and the last game they clearly ended already with the intention of having a sequel to that so they probably started pretty much immediately with that um, since the game also sold uh, like crazy. Uh, so I, I mean, obviously that's not the longest time in between games. I, I get that, but I don't think that's a crazy time either. Three years. Um, uh, plan in chat is saying uh, that they'll have to rename it for Germany. Why is that? Is Ragnarok like? Is there no translation for Ragnarok or something, or is it a uh, weird translation? I I don't know why. I I wouldn't know why they have to do it. They did. Uh, they did give Thor Ragnarok a different name, but I'm not sure why. Why there is a need for that? Maybe maybe it's some legal stuff. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, what was Thor Ragnarok called, or what does it translate to? Uh, I think something like. Ooh, let me check. Da, 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 da. Uh, let's see. While you're looking up that, I'm just looking to see if there's anything. Yeah. Day of Reckoning. So yeah. they called it Thor Day of Reckoning. But Day of, yeah. Day of Reckoning is pretty much like a Ragnarok, so. Yeah. 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 Interesting. 
Um, let's see. I think that is pretty much all that they wrapped up. So they, they wrapped up the showcase again. It's weird why they just didn't mention anything about some of these things in the showcase. Um, they didn't mention pre-orders like at all. And everybody was just assuming that, you know, like they were going to tell us when these things were going to be able to be (laughs) pre-ordered. And uh, they did go on to say later in a tweet that, hey, these things will be available to pre-order the next day. And that did not happen. Um, (laughs) This was a just total fiasco is the best way that I can describe it. So I think it was Walmart was the first to just put up a tweet saying PS5 pre-orders are available now. And then all these other retailers started uh, saying that pre-orders were available Best Buy. Um, uh, I don't think Amazon ever actually put up like an actual pre-order page that I could find. Um, Target here in the U.S. I'm, I'm just mentioning these are all U.S. brands, but I'm sure it was the same for uh, other world's brands. But it was a total mess. Nobody knew when these things were really going live. Nobody knew really where or when to get one. I was searching around forever trying to find a site that I, I wanted to just get one from Amazon, um, but I n- literally never could even find the actual page for the PS5 on Amazon to, to pre-order it. Um, I found the order page on Best Buy a bunch of times, but the site just kept crashing over and over. Sometimes I would be able to uh, add the PS5 to my cart, but then whenever I tried to hit checkout, like it just would not work. Sometimes it would just give me an error saying like, please try again later. Um, I, 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 so I, first of all, I, okay, let me back up. I did get one pre-ordered, finally, got one pre-ordered through um, Best Buy. It, it took me, I think, literally until like 1 a.m. that night, just refreshing the page until it was available. (laughs) But what a mess that they, that they had with this. And I just don't know what in the world they were thinking I don't know if there's like any one person to blame for this or if it's just like the retailers just, you know, maybe they weren't really ready for this, but they also like had a page ready and they were like, oh, just put it up. We just need to start pre-ordering. They they announced I it. I think they probably got a, got a heads up from uh, Sony, but I would assume some communication, especially with Walmart, then didn't really work. And after Walmart then broke the barrier, everyone else went, okay, if Walmart does it, we do it as well. And uh, uh, then, yeah, they just shadow dropped it on us. It was a disaster, though. Um, And it's 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 frustrating because Sony said like months ago, they were like, we're not just going to, you know, just all of a sudden let the pre-orders happen for this. We're going to give you time. Maybe we have to watch that again. It was just like with a wink. (laughs) And then there was that. Do that. There was that whole weird thing um, that Sony sent out this form for us to fill out. It, I think it was only in the U.S. Oh, yeah. that it was like, if hey, if yeah. you want a chance to pre-order it, just fill this out. We'll we'll send you the information. And like only a few people that I've seen on the internet actually got a note about that, able to actually pre-order through them. 
I never saw anything um, despite filling that form out. Uh, it was it was just a mess. So I I don't know. Does anyone did anyone in chat try to get one? Did you guys try to order one or anything? No, I just checked uh, on one uh, of the German retailers, and I could have pre-ordered it as pretty much like couple. I checked a couple of hours after the the event, and um, yeah, but I but I don't intend to pre-order. Don't have the money, and even if I had to, I wouldn't pre-order it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I wanted to actually, and I found a website, Croatian website. Uh, it was going. Uh was going for 60 uh, euros on discount and i was like wait this is a good deal you can even pay i think throughout two, two years i was like i was going to give myself a day or two to think about it <laughs> and when i checked it right now on the start of your stream hall well it's been sold out so there it goes so it's not gonna happen um no. i'm sure that they will open up pre-orders i would think they would open up pre-orders again at some point they will so yeah they will have another round of pre-orders. Uh, Sony... I'm just hoping it's going to have the discount. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, Sony uh, had said that they were wanting to ship. I think it was like 11 million units this year, which is a lot of units. So if that's true, then I I feel like it it should be pretty easy to get one. Um, I can't imagine there's that many people pre-ordering. Um, but I don't know because well, apparently was clearly there. <laughs> apparently, I don't know anything about pre-ordering because I also thought it was going to be super easy to get the new graphics card, the uh, the new RTX 3080. How did that go? And that was even worse than the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here's what happened with the the RTX 3080. I've been needing to upgrade my graphics card for a while, um, and these cards were announced. Uh, looks great reviews are great um they are they're expensive but they're not as as expensive as like people were thinking that they were going to be um so it seems like a great deal um they nvidia put out a uh a reddit ama a few weeks ago with like very clear instructions they were saying like hey these things are going to go live at uh 6 a.m pacific time um, they gave us like the websites to order from and everything like that. I felt very good. I felt prepared. I went to bed. Um, uh, before I went to bed, I had three different browsers open. I had all the different, you know, websites open. I mean, I've pre-ordered things before. I've, you know, I've, I've been through this. <laughs> I pre-ordered iPhones and things like that. I know you have to be like ready to do it. But I didn't think that there were going to be that many people trying to get one of these graphics cards. So I had I had uh, all the I websites. There weren't well, that many people. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll we'll get to that. So um, I had all the websites open. Went to bed. Set my alarm for ten minutes before eight o'clock. Uh, <clears throat> six six a.m. Pacific time is eight a.m. my time. So I woke up at seven fifty. Had the pages ready, you know, to refresh. Uh, eight o'clock comes around, and absolutely nothing happened. Like all of the websites that um, they had them available on. First of all, NVIDIA's website, all that was on NVIDIA's website was just a button that just said notify me coming on September 17th. And I just kept refreshing and it just never changed from notify me to available to order. It never changed until almost two hours later 
when it just randomly changed to out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> and then every other website, um, Best Buy, Amazon, every other website literally just went from like notify me or like uh, available to pre-order, you know, at this date to just out of stock. Like there was literally no chance for anyone to order these things. So there is all kinds of speculation. There's people thinking that bots bought these things, that people had, you know, bots set up to just buy all of these in like 10 milliseconds so that they could resell them on eBay. There are now 3080s on eBay that are bidding at like $50,000. Um, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I put a bid in today for 65000 so... Should be here tomorrow. No, I, I think what <laughs> is happening. Watch your stream from from a carton box under the bridge. <laughs> I think what is happening is people are just messing with the scalpers, and they're just going in to artificially inflate those bids, and then they're just going to report them, which I think is a pretty good idea, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, but there's so many speculations on what happened. Nobody really seems to know. Nvidia did put out a statement about this. They said, oh, we can't believe all these people wanted to buy our graphics card that is an amazing deal. We just didn't know that there would be <laughs> a high demand for it. Um, but they also are looking into uh, reviewing the orders to see if there were people that bought you know, multiple ones um, or if they were bought by bots or something like that. But there was just so much miscommunication on this. Um, lots of people were talking to customer representatives of Amazon and Amazon said like they literally just never even got cards to to sell. So that's why they they never made them available to order on Amazon. There's um, there's certain brick and mortar stores that said that they only had like, you know, two or three cards to sell. Um, it, it just seems like a mess. So. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to get one. I'm a little disappointed with this because I had like I had already prepared for this. I literally this is a uh, back behind me. That's my new power supply that I got specifically for this because I needed a a bigger power supply. Um, so I got that, and then I even pre-sold my GTX 1080 that I have right now um, <laughs> to a website that's like a trade-in website. Um, like I, I I had that sold. Uh, and I have until the 24th to box that up and ship it out, which I'm probably not going to be able to do now because I'm not going to be able to get one of these. I don't know. It's it's a mess. And I don't know how in the world a company like NVIDIA could screw this up as bad as they screwed it up. Um, but they did. So... I'm glad that they at least acknowledged that it was a mess and they're working on it, but it still doesn't help the fact that there were a bunch of people that wanted to buy these that just were not able to buy them. Um, there was also a speculation. Someone looked at like the HTML code for NVIDIA's website and they said that they found a timer on their website that was set to literally just swap from notify me to out of stock at 6 a.m., so there's a lot of people thinking that like they didn't even have anything to sell. Nvidia has not said anything about that. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> um, I know. Well, I see. Get, get it soon then. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world if I can't get it. You know, I at the end of the day, these things are just things, you know? They're just things that we enjoy playing games on. Video games are just something we all do for fun. It's not like it's bread and water that we're we're trying to get here. <laughs> um, of you course. know, so so it's it's not the end of the world. Um I I'm not I'm not letting it get me too down about that kind of stuff. Um, so what are you going to do with your current GPU now that you have to sell? Well, I mean, I just I I don't have to sell it. I just got like a I don't know if you guys have these things. It's like a a trade-in service, these websites. I think it's from like sellgpu.com or something like that where you can just go to sell your used uh iPhone, cell phones, computer parts, that kind of stuff. Um so I just locked in a price for my current card that I have and um uh you don't you know if you don't sell it in you just don't get paid it's not like anything happens it's not like they send someone to your house like where is your graphics <laughs> card sir <laughs> well let's see if you have both kneecaps in in a week or two so <laughs> yeah <laughs> what if i just like roll out of here in a wheelchair uh let's see what else we got um uh, Nintendo had a mini partner showcase direct, whatever they call it. I don't know. <laughs> they, I feel like they, they get longer and longer with those titles. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch this live. I don't know if any of you guys watched it. Um, they showed off a, a few interesting things. They showed off a new Monster Hunter game that's coming to um, the Switch. No word on if it's just coming to Switch or if it's multi-platform. I'm assuming that this is kind of like it, it looks a lot like Monster Hunter World light, I guess. Um, so I'm thinking that maybe they just have taken some of the systems from Monster Hunter World and just are kind of making a Switch game around this. Uh, they showed off Disgaea 6, uh, Empire of Sin, Sniper Elite 4 is coming out, uh, Hades, um, uh, Shadow Dropped, and was released. I guess yesterday uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, PGA 2K21. Uh, and then they ended it with an Ori collection. So Will of the Wisps and the Blind Forest uh, collection coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, nice little showcase. It's nice that they actually gave us a heads up that they were doing it this time. <laughs> Usually it's just like the past few you've just woken up and there's like, oh, there was a Nintendo Direct that happened today. Um, let's see, what else? Did you guys hear about the uh the Fall Guys um cheater islands that they set up? I heard about oh, it, yes. Huh? This was hilarious. Um uh, you know what Fall Guys is, uh Derbum? Yeah, no, I know about about the game. I'm just not so they they set up a a specific map just for cheaters. So if they found out that people were cheating, they would put them all in the same match. And <laughs> there were literally just like groups of cheaters that were just playing against each other. And there were people like getting upset. They were like, hey, I'm playing against cheaters for some reason. And it's because they were cheating. Um, and they were like, they were very clear, like they were testing this out and like they were, they were only putting people there that they were like 100% sure were cheaters. 
So if you ended up there, you were cheating at some at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really funny, though. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's like the ultimate, you know, way to stick it to the cheaters. It's like, all right, you want to cheat? That's fine. We're just going to put you in a match with other cheaters. <laughs> yeah, a few games have done that. Uh, yeah. Isn't it also like in uh, GTA V um, online that... Uh, uh, that also like that you that there at some point it gets more likely that you play like um you're you're connected with more cheaters as well so you're basically playing against other cheaters as well <laughs> i don't know like that is yeah awesome. i think that's that's amazing that they do that though yeah. more every game every multiplayer game needs to do that i agree i i like uh, creative ways to handle that <laughs> uh did you guys hear about the update to left for dead 2 no. no. So, How Left 4 Dead 2, like a 12-year-old game, apparently there's like an official update that is coming out that is like a story mode to it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. A whole, never. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, I, I was just reading a little bit about it. Uh, if you're a Left 4 Dead fan, you might be, might be worth checking this out. Um, I imagine probably everyone already has Left 4 Dead too. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, definitely worth checking that out. I think it's coming out on September 24th. Um, and that's pretty much it that I have. 3D, the 3DS has been officially dis, uh, discontinued. Rip the 3DS. Yes. Any other news you guys had? Or anything that nope, you guys no, wanted to talk about? No, I think we went through everything. I mean, the most important things. PS5 was the main thing. Yeah, that was the big thing of the week. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Durbum, thank you so much for being here. Um, what, uh, what's coming up for you? Uh, what's coming up for me? Well, I actually started playing on the stream i've started playing uh, the wolf among us hasn't really clicked with me just yet uh off stream oh I'm yeah i meant continuing. to ask you about that yeah uh, it's i've only done one night so one chapter people say it's as good if not better than the walking dead season one but with me it hasn't clicked just yet i don't know why maybe it will eventually and the game is good like i, I kind of like the characters you know you got all the the fairy tales like a uh, snow white the dwarves, uh, this guy, that guy, all of all of those characters. So that's funny, but the game itself, I'll give it some more time to click. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Um, I enjoyed Wolf Among Us, but I didn't like it as much as uh, Walking Dead season one. Um, I thought the story, the storytelling is good, the characters are good, but there is something about. Walking Dead season one, like Lee and Clementine, those yep. those characters, they just, oh man, it's just it's such a good uh, set of characters. I think in the thing about those two games is in, in the the Wolf Among Us, like the focus is on the main character, then he's going around, you know, doing his own stuff. He's not really, at least not so far, he's not really too close to anyone. Whereas in the Walking Dead, you have a really strong relationship between the two main characters. And as the game progresses, that's you know, forming forming up more and more, and then you get to meet many more interesting characters along the way. Over here, it feels more like one guy, 
and then everyone else on the side. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear what you think when you get further into it. Yeah, me too. I'm really curious to see how it's going to evolve. Uh, what about you, Akko? What's coming up for you? I am continuing with Tell Me Why on YouTube. Uh, and also, I will do a my first ever YouTube premiere on Sunday at 8 p.m. Oh. with the final episode of Chapter 2 of Tell Me Why. So uh, whoever wants to join me for that live can catch up on all the other episodes up until then. But uh, then uh, Sunday, 8 p.m. on my YouTube channel, there will be the premiere and we can hang out in the chat to talk about the happenings there. And aside from that, also uh, Wasteland 3 every day with more episodes until the end of time. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I, I really want to sink my teeth into Wasteland 3. Um, I look forward to playing that at some point. Um, so yeah, be sure and check out, uh, Durbum on twitch.tv slash Durbum and, uh, Akko, uh, on YouTube, the Akko Sambo on YouTube. Uh, let's see, I have got more Wind Waker coming up, um, next week. Uh, oh, I also will be playing, um... I'll be playing Dead Rising 2, kind of a special stream that I'm going to be doing on uh, Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time. Uh, DeCellis from our community and my good friend is going to be playing with us or playing with me in co-op. Um, I fell in love with uh, Dead Rising 1, really took me by surprise. So I'm super excited to get into Dead Rising 2 and play that. Um, and yeah, I'll be playing more Wind Waker, probably finish that up next week. And, uh, then I have no idea what I'm going to be playing after that. Actually, I know what I'm going to be playing after that. I'm going to be playing work like crazy because October is going to be oh. a bit crazy for me. Um, so streams are probably going to be all over the place in October. Uh, but until then, um, we'll still be doing the podcast on Fridays. Um, you can watch live at twitch.tv slash how 451, uh, 2 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. European Time. Uh, until when do you guys change, um, time, uh, to out of daylight saving time? I think it's like always two weeks before you guys change or something like that. I think it's for like us, it's two, two week difference. When we're going to have to remember that because <laughs> I know it's like a two week difference and it's going to be confusing. I think for us, it's like the first weekend of November. It changes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So here it's Sunday 25th. Okay. It might be the, it might be like the seventh or something for us. November 7th. Yeah. Anyway, then it's again the two weeks. Yeah. Normally, uh, it'll be two p.m. Central Time, nine p.m. European Time. Um, so feel free to catch us live, and then you can also listen after the fact um, on YouTube. On my YouTube channel, I put up the vods, and you can listen to this in a podcast format in uh, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, but until next time, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, if you're watching live, if and if you're in chat. Um, feel free to hang out for a little bit more if you guys want to chat. I'll be here for a little bit longer. Uh, Derbim, Akko, you guys are welcome. Um, no pressure to stay, though, if you can't. Um, but yeah, for everyone else, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.